This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia. A radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Katsaros, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my host, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm very good, and we're here on WPHT 1210 Talk Radio every Sunday, 9 o'clock. Just here to keep you informed. If you want to ask us a question, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're just here to help. Every week, we're here to help. Mortgages, commercial... Regular real estate, whatever. Give us a call. So what's coming up the end? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. We yes. have our business tips with asking Dr. A. Got one. We also have Mark's funny story. I got a better one this week. We're hoping. <laughs> we also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is? It's time to streamline. I like that. It's got a, <laughs> rhyme, a little rhyme to it. All right, Mark, we also have our questions. Yes. If I buy a duplex investment property with a conventional mortgage and then sell, do I have to show my renovation receipts during the appraisal? It's a good wow. question. That's a good one. Next one is how much value would adding a half bath to a one bath house add? The next one is what are options for current homeowners who wish to move and sell their home at the same time? The next one is how do I pay the closing costs as a seller if I don't have any money? That's if I don't one. want to borrow it, that's going to jeopardize my chances of buying a home. True. Last question is, is it common to buy a, a home FHA that should take over six mon- <laughs> months to close? Got to call Mortgage Mom. That's true. And Mark, guess what? Today our guest is Brandon Petroziello, and he is with the Barry Petroziello Allstate Insurance Agency in Philadelphia, and he's here to talk about misconceptions of homeowners insurance. And there's a lot of that. A lot. We also have our topic of the day. If you had $86,400, what would you do? I know what I would do. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that an airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. Again. Very, very profound. profound. <laughs> that was by Henry Ford. <laughs> so where are we at? We are up to the market report. And there's the bell. I hear the bell. Today, anyway, the Philadelphia housing market, which is booming, 
Looks nothing like it did a decade ago as the city grapples with some of the lowest numbers for sales on on homes for on record. I mean, we're at a 14-year low on this inventory issue. There's just around 39 single 3900 single family homes for sale in Philadelphia. That's out of 676,000. I told somebody somebody as uh, a woman called me about getting her real estate license again and she had a license years ago and I gave her that number that there was like 4,300 homes for sale out of six. She said, say that again. <laughs> yeah. A housing market is measured in part by months of supply of inventory, meaning that if no new homes are listed on the market, it would take that many months to sell what's available. That's what a market means, right? A healthy inventory is about six months. Uh, we've been in like three months for a couple years. So it's like, that is the biggest issue. And economists expect Philadelphia's low inventory to persist into 2020 as more millennials seek transition from renting to home buying because renting is getting so expensive. Inventory will further be exaggerated by the growing population, people moving into the city, and downsizing and trading. A lot of percentage of investor ownership has turned single-family homes into rentals. So this inventory issue, it's going to continue. My prediction is 2020... At the end of 2020, we'll start seeing a little more into 21, maybe halfway, and then maybe eventually we get to a, a, a normal market, six-month supply, and then it's going to be like really crazy busy. I hope so. I hope so. Speaking of crazy, 30-year fixed rate, 3.5%. Your 30-year fixed VA, 2.875. Your 20-year fixed rate is 3.25%. And your 15-year fixed is 2.750. Which the rates are like so low. So low. It's some, people, some people are having a hard time believing what's going on. Like I, I was just in front of some students again and, and I tell them this stuff. And I give them examples of like what a, what a $250,000 house would cost in Philly. You know, if you put, you got seller's assist or one of these grants and they yeah, can't it, believe they can't believe it. They're around eleven hundred a month. Absolutely. All right. So that was the market report and the rates. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate on Radio Twelve Ten WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaros and Mark Cumberland. After the break and a message from Debt-Free Living, learn more at wehatedebt.com. Deanne and Mark will return with more here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? We are up to your funny story. I got one for you. I'm sure you do. All right. So, better one than last week. Mm. So, this realtor goes into his son's room, right, to wish him a good night, and his son's having this nightmare. So, the man wakes him up, and he asks him if he's okay. The son replies, he was scared because he dreamt that Aunt Susie had died. And the father assures him, Aunt Susie's fine. She's all right. Next day, Aunt Susie dies. A week later, the man goes into his son's bedroom, wish him a good night. Son's having another nightmare. The man wakes him up. This time, the son says that he dreamt that his granddaddy had died. Father assures him, no, granddad's fine. He sends him back to bed. Next day, they hear granddad dies. 
One week later, man goes into his room, wishes him good night. His son's having another nightmare. Man wakes him up, says, the son says to him this time, he goes, I had a dreamt that daddy died, you. The man assures the son that he's okay and sends him back to bed. Man goes into bed, but he can't sleep because he's thinking about this. Next day, the man's scared for his life. He is sure something's going to happen. After dressing, he drives really careful to work. Fierce collision, doesn't eat lunch, scares he's going to get food poisoning, avoids everyone. He's sure something wrong is going to happen. Upon walking in his front door at the end of the day, he finds his wife and she goes, how's your day? He goes, she goes, good God. She goes, I've had the worst day of my entire life. He goes, what do you mean? She goes, the UPS guy dropped dead on the doorstep. That's horrible. <laughs> I think I screwed that up. I thought you were getting better. All <laughs> no, right. Well, the line was, you think your day was bad. The UPS man died, trapped dead on the doorstep. I messed up the line. Because it's by. the son's dad. Yeah, yeah we get it. We get it. All right. <laughs> if you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And I'll try not to screw it up. Yeah. Anyway, now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment, which will be very serious, with the Ann Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is, it's time to streamline. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> All right, <laughs> tell me about this. So we've talked about this before, and we just went over how low the rates are. Yes. And I, I'm going to preface that this is only for someone that has an FHA loan. Right. Not say it's a fabulous time to refinance whether you have a USDA conventional loan. Now is the time to refi. But this segment is about an FHA streamline, which is the majority of loans anyway. It's probably about 80 yep. percent that's out there. And an FHA loan is funded through the Federal Housing Administration and allows you to put three and a half percent down. But when you're at settlement, there are certain documents that you sign that you're acknowledging, number one, that you have an FHA loan but that you have the ability to streamline. And what does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? So, so glad you asked. <laughs> it means that if you have a credit score between 620 and 640, you can drop down to the lower rate. So for instance, let's say you have an interest rate of 4.5%. Yes. We can drop you down to the current streamline rate, which is anywhere from 3.75 to 3.875. Which is unbelievable. Correct. There's no appraisal that's required. So we're not worried about what the value of the home is going to be. There are no closing costs. So you're not coming out of pocket with any money. Your loan balance is not increasing. So if you have a loan balance of $324,001, that's what your new loan amount is going to be, right? So most refinances, a lot of times what happened, if you're not bringing money to the table, they'll increase the loan balance. Right, to make with up this, the fees. it stays the same. The whole goal of this streamline is basically just to drop you down to that lower rate and save you money on your monthly payment. Do I even have to show up or can I just call you? <laughs> this is so streamlined. It seems it's so, so easy. streamlined. You know what, Mark? There's no income documents. There's no DNA sample. I don't need pay stubs. I don't need bank statements. I don't need your tax returns. All I need is your most recent mortgage statement. I need a, a copy of your utility bill to show that you actually still live there and it's not an investment property. We'll do the calculations for you. It'll probably take, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. We'll tell you how much your monthly savings are. You don't even pull our credit? We'll do what they call a, a mortgage update. Just want to make sure that the last 12 payments have been made on time. 
if you've only had that property for six months, then we just want to make sure that the last six payments. I just have told it. Lawson about this one because he's got a couple of properties. I said, you know, you should take a look at them. Absolutely. Because you know what? Most people just pay it every month, especially now that they automatically taking it right out of the bank account. Right. And they never think about it. Right. Well, the, a, you know, and here they could probably save there. I guarantee you there's people in, so, Philly, in Philly paying 6%. There's some people that are at like five and a half percent, but I'm calling all my past database, right? Which is a great idea for all the realtors to call their past uh, database. Yes. And because you're always looking for a reason to reach out to the client. So you let them know, hey, I know you have an FHA loan. You have the ability to drop down to a streamline. You know, let's take a look at it. Now, there's some people that because of the lack of inventory and because of the bidding wars, that the value of their property has increased so much that we can flip them conventionally, and that's a whole nother process. Right. Yes, we need an appraisal, but we're able to get rid of the upfront mortgage insurance, and we're re- we're able to get rid of the um, monthly mortgage insurance. Yeah, I mean, you got to so take advantage a, of this market. Exactly. So, if you have your statement, I know you pulled it out while we're while we're sitting there. So, do me a favor, take a look at it. Give me a call 609-605-7153. I'll give you an idea of how much money we can save you on a I'll monthly get basis. I'll and whip his statement out and uh, give you a call. Yeah, it, it should take him a minute. <laughs> All right, so let's go into our questions and answers. All right, so what's the first question? The first question is, and make sure you tell Lawson I don't have to pull his credit. All right. <laughs> the first question is, if I buy a duplex investment property with a conventional mortgage and then I go to sell it, do I have to show my renovation receipts during the appraisal? Not necessarily. I mean, the appraiser is going to come in, walk in. He's going to see all the improvements. If you say you just did them and you, it adds value, it probably wouldn't hurt to show them. Right. But I don't think it's going to be required. You're not. It's not required for the receipts, but depending on what repairs were done, they could require to see the permits. Right. To make sure yeah, that everything sure, was done. Yeah, you didn't. That, you didn't add that whole little room. And not call anybody. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. Question number two. How much value would adding a half bath to a one and a half house bath add? It's hard to say. According to what neighborhood. Depends on the area. You know, if it's a million dollar house and you add a half bath, it's probably adding 30, 40 grand. (laughs) If it's a row house in uh, Judietta, it might be adding three grand. Right. And the thing that, that everybody has to is to acknowledge and realize that. A value of the home goes by what's comparable, what houses have sold in that area. Right. So you don't want to create a white elephant because you might not get the value, it's but true. that you also want to be in line with all the other houses. I live in a white elephant. I know you do. <laughs> the convent. It's very strange. What's the next one? What What options are there for current homeowners who wish to sell and buy at the same time? We had this question before. The option is you Sell in the morning and you buy in the afternoon. Yeah, everybody cannot picture the the stars aligning. Right. How could this possibly all happen in one day? I just did it. It happens all the time. We just did it on Friday. I did a cash out refinance from an investment property on Friday. We closed at four o'clock and they used that money to purchase the investment property and they did that at six o'clock. Right. You walk from one building to the next with the check made out to the title company. And you just, I mean, you just have to make sure that everybody's on the same page. It's like having babies. It happens every day. How would you even know that? <laughs> well, because I got one. Okay. <laughs> it's like, well, having and got one are two different things. All right, whatever. All right, next question. How do I pay the closing costs as a seller if I don't have any money? 
I don't want to borrow the money because that might jeopardize my chances of buying a home. Well, you the, the closing costs from the seller usually comes Come out, out of, of the proceeds. Comes out of the proceeds most of the time. So unless they're upside down, which not too much of that is going on, but back in 08, 09, and 10, people, there was a lot of that where people were upside down and had to come to the table with a check for 20 grand. But majority of the time, the seller's not putting any money out of their pocket at all until settlement when they do the settlement sheet. Correct? Correct. And the other option is if you do have to take a loan out, you want to talk to the loan officer about that because we have to count that liability as part of their ratios. Right. So if somebody goes and takes a personal loan and it's $250 a month, we have to count that in that ratio. And right. then we need to get all that information for well, most sellers need no money. You list the house. Right. Everybody drops. Right now you list your house. You get eight offers. You pick the best one that works for you. Right. And you show up at settlement and they give you a check and all their closing costs comes out. That's right. All right. Question, so, last one. Question number five. Is it common to buy a home with FHA and take over six months to close? On a house. Somebody must have had a bad experience here. <laughs> six months is a long time. Six months mean you would have had to requalify twice because you're... Because you ran out. You, you ran, were, your credit had to be updated. Yeah, your approval ran out. So now, taking six months, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into that. You know, were you not on the job long enough? Were there repairs that needed to be done? Or um, did, some agents weren't doing, screwing around with contracts. You had, That's crazy. There's there's a lots of reasons that it got delayed. People couldn't move, whatever. Right. Maybe it's a job thing. Maybe they haven't, like I said, they haven't been on the job long enough. But it's not common. The answer to the question it is It is absolutely not common. not common. And if you are running into that situation after the second month, you need to run. You need to you yeah, need to call you, you another got mortgage a bad company. Real estate agent or a bad lender. One or the other. Right. Now I can see if there's things that need to be repaired. Things in the media need to be done, and the seller hasn't had the well, ability to get it, it done. Well, I see how it can happen. Uh, some agent doesn't do a good buyer needs analysis, right. and then doesn't get them pre-approved, and then they go out and looking at houses, and then all of a sudden something pops up on their credit, and you got to work on it for a while. Right. And then, but it's not the common. If the agent and the lender are on the same page and operate like we do, and everybody's pre-approved, ready to go when we go out. It's, yeah. it's 30, it's as quick as we could do it. You know what else this, that could take six months. I could see maybe four months, three months. That's if they're doing the rehab loan and they need to get permits and engineering and, and all those things that take place. Yeah. But That's th the only other thing I can talk case. about. I right. don't think so. All right. All right. So coming up next is our guest segment and we are happy to have Brandon with the Barry Petroziello agency um, with Allstate in Philadelphia, and he's going to go over the misconceptions of homeowners insurance. All right, very good. So we're looking forward to that. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. In a moment, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Ms. Katsaris? 
Mark, we are up to our guest segment, and I've been struggling trying to say Brandon's name. I am shocked you got that right. So I am going to say that Brandon is here from Allstate, and he's going to go over the misconceptions of homeowners insurance. Say his last name again. Though. Brandon Petroziello. You got it. Petroziello. All the money. All right, perfect. Very good. Very good. So well, how are you, Brandon? I'm never better. Very good. So, and there is a lot of misconceptions about insurance. For sure. Absolutely. So, Tell us what you think are the big ones you want to talk about. I would say the the one I come across a lot in the beginning whenever I get uh, a referral from a loan officer or a realtor um, is usually uh, sometimes they don't understand the difference between the market value of the home and the actual cost to replace. That can vary. Uh, so you know if someone's buying a house, let's say in South Philly, it's a 900 square foot row home and it's going for you know, almost $400,000, uh, that replacement cost might only come in at 250000 after I plug in all the details of the home, from the square footage uh, to the siding, the brick, the basement, you know, everything. Uh, and a lot of people can get a little confused with that. Even some professionals in the industry uh, don't understand that the cost to replace a home, if it were, bur- if it were to burn into the ground, ground, then to just sell it are two different things entirely. I got the exact opposite scenario. Okay. The convent I live in. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the, convent, the convent I live in, to replace that the way that is, mm-hmm. way I got a bump, I had to bump up the insurance because you couldn't, it's made out of concrete. Oh, yeah. And it, it, like it, I would get a wood frame house. Yeah. So I'm the opposite of that scenario. Absolutely. And that happens a lot with older, big houses uh, built stone, brick that can really shoot the replacement cost up. Yeah, so someone's buying a house for 500000 but they have to insure it for a million. Right. And the problem with not insuring it for that million is if you don't insure it for the replacement cost, you're compromising the entire policy. You right. try and you know insure it for maybe a market value policy or actual cash value, as it's called. Uh, you don't want that. So you want to go for that better policy, even though it seems a little bit off how high that replacement cost is. Yeah, and usually it's not that much more money. No, it's not. And then plus the lenders have certain requirements that need to be met. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Actually, the lenders do. If you sure. like, uh, like if your taxes go up and other things, they ask you to up your, mm-hmm. up your escrows and right. maybe, uh, and your value went up, they'll uh, ask you to up your insurance on replacement value. Absolutely. And we can always do that. If it's ever less, if the replacement cost comes in less than the loan amount, right. we can always match that loan amount. But I've found that if the lender or the underwriter uh, if they have a replacement cost estimator that I did and I sent a copy of that, they're usually cool with whatever that replacement cost amount is. Why do we need homeowners insurance? Um, I mean, homeowners insurance is is important. That's kind of the next misconception I'll, I'll answer is it's protecting you from anything that happens suddenly or accidentally. So think of uh, fire, think of water, pipe bursts in the wall. You got drywall damage. You have a toilet overflow. I've had people's toilet overflows on the second floor and literally they're not home for a few days. They go on vacation and that water builds up so much. The second floor caves, caves into the in. first. Yep. It's a $50,000 claim. So the big misconception there is a lot of people think homeowner's insurance just fix your, fixes your house. It doesn't just fix your house. That's homeownership. That's a home warranty. Things that break down over time, right? right. Uh, that's not homeowner's insurance. And that's why a lot of people call in to file a claim and they get denied, right? And then they hate their insurance company. But <laughs> but the truth is, is it just, it wasn't even 
an insurance. It wasn't insured peril. It wasn't actually something that happened again right. suddenly or accidentally. That's really the, the catchphrase you want to right. use. I just had a friend, his house, you know, yeah. uh, his house burnt down. Wow. And some spark yep. under the floor started while they were sleeping. Luckily, they got out. I had a fire in my house in the 90s. And my next door neighbor, oily rag on his lawn mower. Mm-hmm. And then we hit May and we had one of them freak 90 degree days. Yep. Spontaneous combustion burnt down my decks, my studio, my Florida room. Oh my God. And the fire department was right around the corner, but it was $120,000. Brandon, the real story, the fire started because Mark moved into a convent, <laughs> but he, he's not going to say that on the air. <laughs> no, it's not. And the true. good thing, the cool thing about us, Allstate, um, specifically, we can offer something called an enhanced policy, and right. it's just kind of like a feature. It sounds like a gimmick, but it's not. That claim that you had, guaranteed, you probably don't remember because it was a long time ago, but guaranteed that next time your policy renewed, that company either terminated your policy because they paid out so much money or they jacked the premium up a lot. Yeah, they did try to. And I had a rider too because I have a recording studio. Okay. So I had all my instruments in it wow, so that on was, a rider. Well, that's good. So it was all covered. But what an yeah. insurance company tries to do in the back end is surcharge you. Right. They're, they're trying to regain that loss. And then that stays like that for three, four, five years. I know. And guess yeah. what? Your mortgage payment is going up at the next, if it's escrowed, sure. it's going up. Yep. So with us, you get one claim forgiveness every five years. And That's it cool. works. I had a new home buyer buy a house in West Philly, maybe six, eight months ago. Electrical fire in the basement, $312,000 payout at her renewal. Her premium didn't go up, didn't drop her. That's she was, awesome. She was ecstatic, yeah. Yeah, most of the time, people never really have anything happen. You know, well, it's but, insurance that, again, it's insurance. Yeah, you it's hope like that you never insurance. have to use it. You yep. know, I got one. I, I pay like three fifty a month. Life insurance I've been paying forever. <laughs> like, and it like ticks you off, you know, because. Well, you're you know, not going to see the benefit I, of it. But I'm anyway. not going to see any of it. I won't even be at the party. <laughs> I'll make sure it's a good one. Um, but Brandon, I wanted to have you on the show because I was really impressed when you came into the office. You know, I, I meet with a lot of people, a lot of insurance agents. Um, I thought you were, you know, you were just spot on. Your biggest goal was to make sure that you take care of the clients, make sure, you know, customer service. So I want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, why you're in the business um, and and what your goals are. Absolutely. So uh, I started uh, when I was young, I was 17. My father opened the agency, Barry Petroziello in Northeast Philly in 97. Uh, So I've been working there since I was young. Um, I mean, my, our whole, our whole mindset is, not just trying to throw numbers at you and, and, and write insurance policies, but to make sure you understand what you're getting. Because again, it is confusing. We want to advise you. Um, and honestly, we, we lead with liability protection. All the homeowners ins- insurance stuff is great protecting the house and, and all your personal property. But one of the biggest facets of insurance is liability. And that's yeah. what a lot of people forget. Do you is, do business liability insurance? Uh, we do. Yeah, we definitely have uh, a market for that. Absolutely. But when someone's buying a house, a new home buyer, they fail to realize that they're now going to own something. They're going to have an asset. They're going to have equity. They're building, and that needs to be protected. That's the most important thing. And a lot of people, you know, they they forget that even with their auto insurance. Right. Do you stay in contact with your clients? Absolutely. Through? Yep. Follow up. I mean, we're at least following up with our clients every year, if not more than that. We try to review their policies. That goes a long way, just reviewing policies, because things change. The things do change. Yeah, they do. I mean, you could li- you could be living in a, a neighborhood that, you know, in one year, the value went up 15, 18%. 100%. 
It's the truth. You know, and they don't even think about it. They just say, oh, man, my house was only worth two, 300000 Now it's worth almost 500000 And no, no thought about right. the insurance part of it. Yep. Yeah. And it's crazy because being in the business, you know, you just don't take care of your own house. Like as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh, the value of my house has gone up and maybe I should, you know, take a look at the policy and see. I can save money or at least increase my coverage. That's what you were moving. Some, <laughs> some ways too, I, I thought I'd uh, give you guys a few different ways that, you know, new home buyers or, or people in general could save money on their insurance. Smart ways to do yes, it. Um, number one, a new roof. The roof at the end of the day is probably the, has the hardest wear, you know, of the house, whether it's a flat rubber roof or a shingle roof. Right. Having a new roof, either with a property you're purchasing or just getting a new one, let your insurance agent know you got a new roof because that can lower your premium. See that? I, just, I have a new roof. I got it. Yep. Just I paid eighteen thousand <laughs> wow. last year for yep. a new roof, and I, I and I didn't tell my insurance company that. There you go. Email him the certificate. He should be able to to drop that down a little bit. Um, but new roofs are huge. Number two would be bundling, especially with us bundling your car, bundling an umbrella policy, your auto insurance. Of course, that knocks it down thirty percent on the homeowner's insurance. It's huge. It's a no-brainer, and, and it centralizes everything. You have it all in one spot. You don't right. have to worry about calling an 800 number and this person and that person. Right. What about as far as credit? A lot of people won't go through homeowners or credit um, insurance because they're going to run. you have to run the credit. Do you so, guys run credit? So we do not run credit. So it's called a soft hit, so it's not going to show up on their credit report. We do do that, absolutely. Credit does have a decent amount to do with right. uh, a premium. But there's also a lot of other factors like their loss history, if they've had claims, uh, if they've, you know, other things like that. But credit does come into play, but we do not, it's not a hard hit. Gotcha. It doesn't affect their credit score. That's okay. important. It is important. Because the mortgage companies are running it. And then, you know, and, and if you got an uneducated buyer, they've been shopping around, yep. they're getting bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. So I never thought about uh, even, that never even crossed my mind to call my insurance company and tell them I just spent $18,000 on the roof. Yep. So we have a couple more minutes. Do you have anything else on the list? for uh, The last thing I would say, and I think uh, a lot, this is a probably a big one, is a deductible. So you have a deductible like you have in your car insurance. You have a deductible on your homeowner's insurance. Right. So if you right. have a claim, that's your portion of the claim. A lot of people think that they have to pay that first before they can even file the claim. That's not true. So if you had a fire, the, the insurance company is not going to say, all right, pay your $1,000 or we're not covering it. They're going to pay the claim out. And that deductible is going to be subtracted from whatever that payout is to the restoration company or the contractor. So my point being, having a higher deductible to drive costs down can be a really effective way to lower the premium. I personally, you know, I have a $2,500 deductible. I don't think I'm going to file a claim for anything less than that because most of those things, I'm a homeowner. I've, I've decided I'm going to take that on as homeownership. Anything beyond that, I would then file the claim. Or you have a home warranty exactly. and that stuff's... All that, all that other smaller stuff, the refrigerator and all that. Correct. It, the home warranty covers it. And now you can get a home warranty on any house. Mm-hmm. In the old days, it had to be you just bought it. The truth. That's true. You know what? I'm going to really think about that. I'm going to up, <laughs> up my uh, liability. That's awesome. I Brandon. Mean, my, uh, what do you call it? Your insurance. Brandon, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Uh, you guys can get a hold of me at 267 343 That routes right to my cell phone as well. Available five days a week. And the name of the company? Allstate Insurance, Barry Petro Ziello in Northeast Philly. 
Very good. All right, great. And thank you so much, Brandon. And coming up next will be our topic of the day. If you had $86,400, what would you do? This week's edition of Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaros and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Deanne and Mark will return in just a moment. But first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do I qualify for? Check it out at GreenTreeMortgage.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So, this topic, if you had 86400 something to think about, what would you do? Imagine that you had won a prize in a contest each morning. We've done this before over our 10 years, but uh, each morning, your bank deposit is 86400 in a private account for your use. However, this prize has rules. Just as any game has certain rules, the first set of rules would be everything you didn't spend during the day would be taken away from you. You may not simply transfer money into another account. You may only spend it. Each morning upon awakening, the bank opens the account with another 86400 So you go to bed, whatever you blew, you wake up, you got the whole thing replenished, right? Right. Second set of rules, the bank at the end of the game, without any warning at any time, can say, it's over, game over. It can close the account and you will not receive a new one. What would you personally do? What would you go buy anything or in everything you wanted, right? Or not only for yourself, would you go out and buy things for your loved ones, even for people you don't even you didn't even know because you can possibly spend all this money every day on yourself? Would you try to spend every cent, use it all, right? Actually, this game is reality. Each of us is in possession of this magical bank. We just can't seem to see it. Now, I think about this bank. The magical bank is time. Each morning we awake, we receive 86,406 seconds as a gift of life. Every day. Every day. When we go to sleep at night, any remaining time is not credited to us. If we haven't lived up to our life that day, it's lost forever. Yesterday is gone. Each morning the account is refilled, but the bank can dissolve your account at any time without warning. And we noticed we just lost a couple of friends. Yep. So what will you do with your 86,400 seconds every day? Makes you start thinking about how valuable your time is. Aren't, aren't they worth so much more than amount in dollars? Think about that. Always think about enjoy every second of your life because time races by quicker than you think. So you only get a limited amount of time and you don't know when it's going to end. Agreed. We and just had a really good friend of ours, yeah. shockingly got a phone call, gone. Yeah. And, and you know, you, I figured he was going to be around another 25 years. At and least. You, you don't know. You don't know. So you have 86,400 seconds, like everybody else in the world, to use daily. And, you know, I, I told you in the beginning of 2020, Mark, that my philosophy is that you can always make more money but you can't get more time. That's right. That's why, like last week, we talked about the 80-20 rule. Yeah. Staying in the 20%. You know, like, uh, you only go around once. And if you don't take advantage, the one thing you're going to regret are the things that you didn't do. Right. You know, like, I already regret things I didn't do. But I want to do, but, you know, it's it, life. 
Well, they always say that the graveyard is full of the best books that were never written, the best songs that were, you know, never written. It's it's full of the most wealthiest people. They just never got a chance to do what they needed to do. Yeah. And some people, you know, that's what, especially baby boomers. I've been seeing it a lot. All these baby boomers, because I'm like a little, you're a little older than me, but. What? But, you know, like I see these baby boomers, they had these jobs, maybe a great city job or they work for some corporation and they finally are getting to retirement age and they got all these plans of grandeur. Lawson's retiring. Right. And. And uh, they got all these plans of grandeur. They're going to do something and they're going to go golfing every day and this and that. I know a lot of them. I've been to two funerals over the last few years that, you know, I think that change of lifestyle and too much time on their hands has something to do with it. it I mean, yeah, an idle mind is dangerous. I mean, you need to, you need to stay active. You need to do things. To and, do something. Yeah. Like my How friend about- Jack. He, he Jack can't sit still for 50 minutes. Right. But it's, but it's about giving back too. I mean, that's the, one of the biggest things I was just talking with my aunt and she's a retired teacher. And I said, go, go do something, go volunteer with all the knowledge, your master's degree and your this and then that go back and give back to the community, you know, go to the hospital, go play cards or go read or just go teach somebody. Start another career, start a business. She doesn't want to do that. She just wants to travel. Well, but anyway. That was a great topic, But it's something Mark. to think about. You got to think about that because we all get the same amount. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. So you have yours all planned out, written out? Well, yeah. I'm good for about, my calendar is about three months long. Yeah. And you know what? Keep, will you please keep me out of my 80? Out of your 80? Yeah. Oh. Keep me out of my 80. I asked her to print the script out. And, ah, my 80%. Oh, God. At all least right. you think like that. See, yeah. We, no, I was we, glad I we, thought like we that. We talk like about that all the time. So Yeah. So where are we at here? We are up to our topic with Dr. A. Dr. A, are you on the line? I most certainly am. Are you guys there? We are here in sunny, rainy Philadelphia. It's been raining forever up here. So I feel like I live in Seattle. It's getting worse and it's worse. It's horrible. So, Doctor, now we got work on it. Well, last week we talked about the D buyer, and we're talking about the right. this, the DISC, the personalities. And today we're going to talk about the I buyer. You see, these right, are pretty... Mo- Pretty easy buyers for me. So explain the personality. Well, we're going to talk about the behaviors. Personality is much more complicated. So we'll just talk about <laughs> the behaviors because that's what the D, that's what the disc, uh, you know, assesses. But right. what's going to happen here with, with them is, is they're very optimistic. They're typically very trusting. Uh, they, it's easy to, to convince them. Uh, the main thing is you need to connect with them. The other main thing is you need to allow them to talk because they want to talk. And the more they talk, the more connected they're going to feel to you, okay, which is going to make it easier. Now, the biggest problem that you're going to have is to focus them on what you think the important things are. So you're going to need to bring them back on a regular regularly, okay, to what are the major things that you want to focus on. But at the same time, you have to make sure that they feel comfortable with you and that they are still in control of the conversation. So that's where the difficult balance is with the eye, because they definitely like to talk. And they get distracted. They get distracted. Eyes, you know, you hold up a shiny object in front of uh, Deanne here, and they get distracted. And Alan, my partner, you know, He's got an attention span of about 15 minutes, but, and, but they, they could talk forever. So you got to keep them focused. <laughs> well, you got to keep them and focused. Why, 
and, and a way to keep them focused is in your presentation materials. Keep on pointing back to a picture that has a word next to it. Okay. And what's going to happen then is you talk about what that word symbolizes, or you point them back to the presentation because they like the picture aspect of it. And then you turn the page to go to, uh, to the next item that, uh, that, that you want to stress. And you keep on doing that, you know, so let them finish what they're saying. And then as soon as they finish what they're saying, jump in, or you can say, you know, uh, we wanted to get into this too. The other thing that you can do at the beginning of the conversation is you can find out how much time they have, and then you can let them how much time you have. But at the same time, if your time is limited, which it always is, what you want to say is, I want to give you all the attention that you need. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And part of what we're going to do is we're going to connect with each other and get to know each other because that's more important for both of us. Yeah. Right. And, and they're definitely the about, like to do. and they're definitely about being loved and loving everybody else. Right. And, and as you said, you know, they're, the, they're an easier sell because they're optimistic. You know, they're very trusting. Uh, they're personable. They like to interact. They like to talk. So just like in any interview, research has demonstrated that in an interview, the person who talks the most feels the best about the interview. OK, so what you want to do is you want to make them feel really good about you. And the way to do that is to have them talk. But keep on bringing them back to the transaction. Keep on bringing them back to, to, to the house. Okay. Uh, as far as, well, do you have any questions about this aspect of the house or do you have this about the schools? Do you have the question? I mean, there's all these questions and I want to make sure that I answer your questions. Yeah. And they can direct them and 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 you're right. You're right. Because they can get distracted, uh, like looking at something or they're they're That's just who they are. Uh, Shiny things. And you know, they get carried away with, uh, visuals. But anyway, doctor, that was a good that was a good uh, description of the eye buyer. So tell everybody, well, you, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. It's real easy. It's uh, net, or just contact us at succeed at net. All right, very good. Very doctor. good. Thank you, doctor. And next week we'll talk about the yes. We sure will. All right, very, very good. good. All right, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or you can give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air every week here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We hope you have a good time listening to us every week. Uh, with that, have a great week. My name is Mark Cumberland. And I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. And you've been listening to Good News in Real Estate. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.